Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to World Soccer Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also on Sirius XM. I'm your host, Nick Eber. Great to be with you. Uh, wow, what a absolutely wonderful Christmas time weekend fixture list, Boxing Day, day after Boxing Day, uh, Monday today. Been an absolutely terrific set of matches. We're going to go through it in detail and some surprise results. We'll also look forward to the matches on Tuesday. And there have been some postponements due to COVID. I'll get to it all. I'll get to it all. But I think if there were a weekend of surprise results, this would have been it. But we're going to go back over my picks that I gave you on, well, when was it? Thursday? I believe Thursday. And you're going to be surprised. I did pretty well. I got some of the big upsets, some of the big surprise results. So let's see how I did. If you want to find me, find me on Twitter at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Find me on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. We are brought to you by betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. I am with you each and every weeknight, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern. Then again, midnight Pacific, 3 a.m. Eastern time for you early birds on Sports Overnight America if you are up at such late hours. Of course, you can always catch the show on our podcast network at the Believe, B-L-E-A-V podcast network. Check us out there. What a fun period of time this is in the Premier League. The matches come hot and hairy, fast and furious, and combine that with the sort of weirdness of COVID and the lack of, you know, packed stadia and injuries and everything else you really get a bizarre season where no one team is running away with the premier league although i'm going to tell you why i don't really think that's true maybe points wise it's true but if you just have to give it the smell test and i will tell you surprise results all over the league liverpool spurs west ham leicester city chelsea if you weren't shocked at some of those results united Arsenal. We had some great results this weekend, including Everton at Bramall Lane. Just eking by Sheffield United. Poor old Chris Wilder. Those boys definitely are in desperate need of a point or two. All right. So much to get to, and we will do that right after the break. I'll be right back. World Soccer Radio. Well, I tell you, time just flies. We are almost at the end of this absolutely appalling year, this abomination of a year, 2020, where the only thing of value that happened in 2020 was the fact that Liverpool won the Premier League. But it's the year is almost done. And if you can believe it, the NBA and college basketball are back, which makes me, you know, feel like I've sort of come out of some sort of time zone. Uh, of course, NFL, college football playoffs, all of that's happening. And with all these sports going on, including the Premier League, there are plenty of bets to lock in. So if you're thinking about picking the Lakers to repeat their NBA championship or Liverpool to repeat their Premier League championship or someone to upset Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs, uh, go to betonline.ag. They've got everything you might want. Game spreads, totals, 
team player and coaching props. They got it all. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any other place online. Plus, they've got an online casino which never closes, just like the casinos in my hometown here in Las Vegas. Head over to betonline.ag today. Take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag. Sign up today and make Bet Online your online sportsbook experts. And I do like to point out at this point in the show, sports betting is a lot of fun and adds a new dimension to your spectatorship and fandom of the game. But I do ask, please, make it your entertainment and not a lifestyle. Then you'll really be able to get the best out of everything. All right, welcome back to World Soccer Radio. I had mentioned to you that it was a very weird season. And, of course, the weirdness of the season is the timing, the schedule, COVID, no fans... No one's really sure from one moment to the next what matches are going to be going on. And a great example was, of course, uh, Monday's match today. Uh, Man City had some positive COVID tests, so they canceled it. They postponed the match. And it will now take place, uh, Man- Manchester City, Aston Villa at the Etihad at some point in the future, along with the Man City Everton match and the Burnley Man United match and the Aston Villa Newcastle match. Poor old Villa <laughs> and Man City. Uh, they're in a lot of these postponed matches. And it does make does make it tougher when you're trying to get a handle on how people are doing, how they can move up the table. Because it's so, it's one thing to have game in hand a game in hand or two games in hand in the case of Manchester United. But I think if you ask anyone at any of these teams, they'd rather have points in the bank than matches in the hand. So with that said, let's take a look at what happened this weekend in the Premier League. And let's start by looking at some of my picks. Just to remind you, on uh, Saturday, we had Leicester Man City at the KP. We had Villa Palace at Villa Park. We had Fulham Southampton. Um, we did, ha- uh, that was Fulham Southampton Saturday? Uh, and you can actually believe I'm actually going through this through my memory, right? Uh, yes, it was at Craven Cottage, Fulham Southampton. We had Arsenal Chelsea at the Emirates. We had Man City Newcastle at uh, the Etihad, and we had Sheffield United Everton at Bramall Lane. Now, those are the matches on Saturday. I'm going to give you, let's just take a look at what happened on Saturday. Well, let's start with Leicester City, Manchester United. And I always said this was going to be a fun game. If you remember, I said this was going to have action. It was going to have goals. But I didn't like any one of these teams to win. I said this smelt like a draw all over the place. And guess what, folks? It was just that. It was a draw. 2-2 at the KP. And I think if you're going to look at who that was a decent result for, I'm going to say neither side. I I mean, it was the the logical result for me. Uh, Man United continue their unbeaten run, which goes back to the first day of November when they lost their last match, which was um, against Arsenal, if you can believe that. They haven't lost a game since. And that is essentially eight games. An eight-game unbeaten streak. Leicester City uh, coming off a draw against Man United. 
uh, pardon me, coming off a win against Tottenham, that big win, away win at Tottenham, if you remember, and then they get this draw. And I said that Leicester City had a lot of momentum coming into this game. They were at home, but I said by the same token, Man United were a better away team, I thought, than they were a home team, and they had momentum coming into this because they were unbeaten. So my pick was the logical one. I said it was a draw plus 230. Leicester City were <clears throat> the long shot favorites, uh, long shots at plus 197. Uh, Man United were the favorites at plus 132. I said a draw plus 230. It was a draw. If you were with me on that one, uh, you can thank me. You can thank me by sending me a very nice and lavish New Year's gift um, courtesy of my agent and uh, tell them Nick made me rich and I'm going to give him a gift in return. Just kidding. But that was a great pick for me if I do say so myself. The next match was Aston Villa Crystal Palace. This was uh, at home at Villa Park. And, you know, we talk about Aston Villa being a really good away side, not quite so good at home. Uh, we talked a little bit about Crystal Palace uh, coming off that absolutely uh, spirit-crushing defeat back on the 19th uh, against Liverpool. They then had to go to Villa Park and face Villa in a very uh, in a game against by the way I love this Aston Villa team if you if you just want to talk uh, stats to me for a minute and, and, and let's talk stats shall we for a second there is only one team in the Premier League as of today and I'm recording this on uh, live of course on Monday there are only there is only one team in the league that has a better defensive record than Aston Villa and that is Manchester City I mean, that is unbelievable. Goal differential, Aston Villa, a plus 14. I, it, it, it boggles the mind. What a wonderful job. They play great football. And if you say, oh, well, they're just a defensive team and they pack it, that's just not true. When it comes to goal scoring, they're right up there. They are right up there where they belong, with the Chelsea's, with the United's. They've scored more goals than Everton. They've scored a few less than Leicester, uh, and no one scored as many goals as Liverpool. So they're knocking the ball in the back of the net. They're keeping it out of their net. And, you know, that is why they are currently in fifth place, only having played 14 matches. Remember, Leicester City in second with 16. So Villa really have a match or two in hand. And we talked about today's match, of course, being uh, cancelled against uh, Man City at the Etihad. And, and I'll tell you, I thought, actually, Villa were, had a chance to get some points today. But that match was cancelled, so we'll never know. So, anyway, Crystal Palace went to Villa Park, faced Aston Villa, and uh, guess what? They lost. I got that one absolutely right. I picked Villa. Now, they were the favourites, minus 111 on the money line. And, if, by the way, all these money lines and odds come courtesy of betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Uh, next up, Fulham Southampton. I mentioned this earlier. This was at Craven Cottage. Now, I had picked Fulham to win this match, and there was a reason. I like Fulham at Craven Cottage. It's a very tight and small pitch. They're very, very difficult to play against at Craven Cottage. Very difficult to play against at Craven Cottage. And Southampton, who I like, 
have had a couple of bad results, losing against uh, Man City, uh, the draw against Arsenal. Uh, they did beat she- Sheffield and they did beat Brighton. But, you know, I think my uh, my 12-year-old son's recreational basketball team might be able to beat Sheffield United right now and possibly Brighton. So Southampton, usually a bit stronger of a side. So, But I had picked Fulham to win this game and it ended up being a draw. And if I might add, uh, not one of the most exciting games on the weekend. Okay, I'm going to go to break. Let's pick it up on the other side. This is World Soccer Radio. I'm Nick Gieber. I'll be right back after this. Welcome back. Oh, that was very quick, wasn't it? Well, that, what's going on there, guys? That was the quickest fade. Uh, okay, wrong button. I get it. Okay, all right. Well, well, I'll forgive you. Welcome back to the show. World Soccer Radio. I'm your host, Nick Gieber. Before we get on with the rest of the show, though, I wanted to highlight a couple, a couple of other podcasts on our net on our podcast network which is the believe podcast network you should check these shows out first there's bsi the podcast which is hosted by former and current usl and mls players benny failhaber sal azizo and ike opara bsi the podcast is a show where our hosts call up a weekly guest to discuss soccer current events they share behind the scenes stories and of course my favorite section there is ike's interrogation where they pepper the guest with fan questions that they've taken well in advance. And then the other show I recommend highly on the network, and there are lots of great shows on the network, but these are two that I particularly enjoy, is the Shep Messing Daily Cast. And if you know anything about soccer in the United States, you'll know Shep Messing is an absolute legend. And in this show, Shep talks all things New York Red Bull because he is very New York-centric, so, you know, be prepared for that. But when the Red Bulls are not in season, like right now, Shep talks global soccer. And for a man that's played with the greatest players ever to play the game, he's got great insight and a really enjoyable show, great guests. Recommend it highly. So if you're a protector of the Passaic or you're a soccer fan or just a sports fan in general, check out BSI, the podcast, and the Shep Messing daily cast. Of course, you want to download... World Soccer Radio as well. You can get it wherever you listen to your podcasts and subscribe to them on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or go to our network, the Believe, B-L-E-A-V, Podcast Network, and uh, give us a download. Welcome back. By the way, also didn't mention, uh, and welcome to the show, our men and women in uniform around the world who are listening to the show on the American Forces Network because we're not just on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. We're also on the American Forces we're also network. We're also on iHeartRadio. Tune in the award-winning Sirius XM app. Essentially, folks, I think you can just, you know, lick your finger, put it up in the air, and pick us up somewhere in the ether. We are everywhere. We are, I believe, the most widely distributed soccer show in America. If you can believe that, and that is makes me proud. Let's move on. We were talking about the Saturday matches, and we were comparing them to my patented pundits Premier League prognostications. And some of them we've done really well. So let's see. Leicester Man United. I got that one right. That was a draw. Villa Crystal Crystal Palace. I said Villa. And that was indeed Villa. Fulham Southampton. I said Fulham. And that was wrong. That was a draw. Now, next one up. We went to the Emirates where Arsenal were hosting Chelsea Football Club. And Arsenal were the long shots at plus 290. Plus 290. 
It was better on the money line even than the draw, which was plus 240 Chelsea, the prohibitive favourites at minus 114. Of course, coming into this match, Chelsea have had well, not, not the greatest run of it, but they were coming off the back of a, a bit of a thumping at home that they gave a, a very game West Ham United squad. They did lose to Wolves and they had lost to Everton before that, but prior to that, they'd had an incredible streak of matches for 11 games where they'd only lost one. So Chelsea was sort of on a roll and coming into this match against um, against Arsenal, they were in eighth spot looking to move up the table. Sort of fallen off and they were facing an Arsenal squad team that was just absolutely appalling. Absolutely appalling. They'd scored 16 goals in 14 matches. Pardon me. That's an incorrect. They'd scored 12 goals in 14 matches. And they'd conceded 18 in 14 matches. The Arsenal team's just been absolutely god-awful. And the last win they had was back in the first day of November where they beat... Manchester United, who at that point were absolutely horrible, if you remember. They beat them 1-0 at Old Trafford. So all the expectations were set that this was going to be a Chelsea romp. The kids at Chelsea and Frank Lampard get their act together. They're facing a wounded beast of an animal in Arsenal. And they were going to go there and they were, you know, going to get, they were going to continue the misery for Mikel Arteta. And I said, not so fast. I said, the one thing that Chelsea lacked this season was consistency. Now, Arsenal had been consistently bad, in fairness. But I said, this Chelsea team, wonderful team, great to watch, really enjoy them. Uh, but it's like watching, uh, you know, uh, uh, it's like watching a kid sometimes. They're just so inconsistent, and you just don't know whether it's going to be... Um, uh, they're going to win or lose, play beautifully, play horribly. They'll always play... But they, you just don't know. So Chelsea's inconsistency is really what had me worried. Plus, I felt that Arsenal were like a pressure cooker. You know, I know a lot's been said about the players and their lack of gumption and their lack of quality. Although they do have some quality players on Arsenal. Don't discount this. But I think most people have said, you know, they, they, they're mercenaries, they're not playing for the badge, they're playing for themselves, and, and they don't care, and they're just cashing a play paycheck. And all the things that, that fans and pundits and everybody else likes to say to explain away a team's appalling performance. Uh, and I will explain Arsenal's appalling performance by the fact that they have not kept up with the Joneses. And in this case, there are a lot more Joneses to keep up with, number one. Number two is I think they've had a culmination of events at Arsenal Football Club that has resulted in, particularly with this COVID uh, situation, where they've had uh, a, a bad confluence of luck. And I think their players have not played well. There's no doubt about that. And they don't have good enough players. There's no doubt about that. But are you telling me that you think if you look at the table right now, for example, that uh, Southampton have a better squad than Arsenal? I'm not sure about that. How about Leeds United? I'm not sure about that. How about Newcastle? I don't think they have a better squad than Arsenal. So a lot of what's happening at Arsenal really um, is sort of cyclical, 
and everything else. But either way, I felt they were a pressure cooker, that they were ready to explode, and that the players, the good players that they had, were absolutely sick and tired of it. And at some point, we're going to rally around the flag. And you know what? That is exactly what happened. Uh, Chelsea came to see him, and they got their little Chelsea bottoms spanked. Three goals to one, a big victory for Arsenal. And if you took my advice and put money on Arsenal at plus 290, it would have been a very nice payday for you as well. I'll take a little ship, a little sh- a sh- a sip of my mimosa in celebration. All right, next match, Manchester City, Newcastle United. Uh, this one really didn't require and it didn't require an enormous amount of imagination. The question really became, were Manchester, the question for me really wasn't, were Man City going to win? Uh, and by the way, we shouldn't make assumptions that Man City are going to win every game anymore like we used to. Although, although it should be noted, the last game they actually lost was the 21st of November. And you have to go back to the second game of the season to find the other match they lost. I think the problem's with Man City are the number of draws they've had and the lack of goals they've been scoring. That really is the issue with Man City more than anything else. They've only scored 12 goals on the season. Pardon me, 21 goals on the season. Excuse me. So um, this was just a question of what's the scoreline going to be rather than if they're going to win. Now, Newcastle, on the other other hand, uh, can be very thankful that they had a decent early run of games. They can be very thankful for teams like Crystal Palace and West Bromwich Albion and uh, Burnley and uh, West Ham where they managed to eke out some results because they have also been really, really, really inconsistent and not very good, to be fair. But they can thank the fact that you've got teams like Fulham, West Brom, Sheffield, Burnley and Brighton that they are steering clear of the drop zone and 18 points there, seven points clear of Fulham. So, uh, you know, Newcastle will put some results together. They have an awful match up next, awful match uh, at home against Liverpool on Wednesday, which is not going to bode well for them at all. But teams like Fulham face Tottenham, West Brom face Leeds, and Sheffield United face Burnley. So Sheffield might hope to get some points uh, on to, that's actually tomorrow that match we'll get to that in the next segment let me make sure I'm not running over time here uh, no we still got a bit of time so anyway uh, the question was how many goals well it was two I said Man City would win they did indeed win uh, however at minus 840 probably not a reasonable bet to make under any circumstances especially given the fact that uh, Man City have in fact uh, dropped points Uh, The next match was Sheffield United against Everton at Bramall Lane. I picked Everton to win. They were minus 116. Uh, Sheffield, uh, it's sad. I uh, like Sheffield United. I loved what they did last season. They were an inspiration last season. But, you know, this season uh, they have lost every match but two, and those were draws. This team is just absolutely appalling. And the problem that they have is in 15 games, they've scored eight goals. Defensively, they're not great, but they're not the worst. West Brom are worse defensively. Crystal Palace are worse defensively. Leeds United are worse defensively. But they're just not scoring any goals. That's almost half 
it's a shade better than half a goal a game they're scoring. And you can't survive in the Premier League like that. And they certainly weren't going to survive against Everton. All right, when we come back after break, we'll pick up on the Sunday matches, the Monday matches, and I'll give you my preview for Tuesday matches here on World Soccer Radio. I'm your host, Nick Eber. Find me on Twitter at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. I will be right back after these messages. Welcome back. Oh, that was very quick, wasn't it? Well, that, what's going on there, guys? That was the quickest fade. Uh, okay, wrong button. I get it. Okay, all right. Well, well, I'll forgive you. Welcome back to the show. World Soccer Radio. I'm your host, Nick Gieber. Before we get on with the rest of the show, though, I wanted to highlight a couple, a couple of other podcasts on our net on our podcast network which is the believe podcast network you should check these shows out first there's bsi the podcast which is hosted by former and current usl and mls players benny failhaber sal azizo and ike opara bsi the podcast is a show where our hosts call up a weekly guest to discuss soccer current events they share behind the scenes stories and of course my favorite section there is ike's interrogation where they pepper the guest with fan questions that they've taken well in advance. And then the other show I recommend highly on the network, and there are lots of great shows on the network, but these are two that I particularly enjoy, is the Shep Messing Daily Cast. And if you know anything about soccer in the United States, you'll know Shep Messing is an absolute legend. And in this show, Shep talks all things New York Red Bull because he is very New York-centric, so, you know, be prepared for that. But when the Red Bulls are not in season, like right now, Shep talks global soccer. And for a man that's played with the greatest players ever to play the game, he's got great insight and a really enjoyable show, great guests. Recommend it highly. So if you're a protector of the Passaic or you're a soccer fan or just a sports fan in general, check out BSI, the podcast, and the Shep Messing daily cast. Of course, you want to download world soccer radio as well you can get it wherever you listen to your podcast and subscribe to them on apple Podcasts or spotify or go to our network the believe b-l-e-a-v podcast network and uh, give us a download welcome back by the way also didn't mention uh, and welcome to the show our men and women in uniform around the world who are listening to the show on the american forces network because we're not just on the sports byline broadcast network and sirius xm we're also on the American Forces. We're also network. We're also on iHeartRadio. Tune in the award-winning Sirius XM app. Essentially, folks, I think you can just, you know, lick your finger, put it up in the air, and pick us up somewhere in the ether. We are everywhere. We are, I believe, the most widely distributed soccer show in America. If you can believe that, and that is makes me proud. Let's move on. We were talking about the Saturday matches, and we were comparing them to my patented pundits Premier League prognostications and some of them we've done really well so let's see Leicester Man United I got that one right that was a draw Villa Crystal Crystal Palace I said Villa and that was indeed Villa Fulham Southampton I said Fulham and that was wrong that was a draw now next one up we went to the Emirates where Arsenal were hosting Chelsea Football Club and Arsenal with a long shots at plus 290 plus 290 it was better on the money line even than the draw, which was plus 240 Chelsea, the prohibitive favorites at minus 114. Of course, coming into this match, 
Chelsea have had not, not the greatest run of it, but they were coming off the back of a, a bit of a thumping at home that they gave a, a very game West Ham United squad. They did lose to Wolves and they had lost to Everton before that, but prior to that, they'd had an incredible streak of matches for 11 games where they'd only lost one. So Chelsea was sort of on a roll and coming into this match against um, against Arsenal, they were in eighth spot looking to move up the table. Sort of fallen off and they were facing an Arsenal squad team that was just absolutely appalling. Absolutely appalling. They'd scored 16 goals in 14 matches. Pardon me. That's an incorrect. They'd scored 12 goals in 14 matches. And they'd conceded 18 in 14 matches. The Arsenal team's just been absolutely god-awful. And the last win they had was back in the first day of November where they beat... Manchester United, who at that point were absolutely horrible, if you remember. They beat them 1-0 at Old Trafford. So all the expectations were set that this was going to be a Chelsea romp. The kids at Chelsea and Frank Lampard get their act together. They're facing a wounded beast of an animal in Arsenal. And they were going to go there and they were, you know, going to get, they were going to continue the misery for Mikel Arteta. And I said, not so fast. I said, the one thing that Chelsea lacked this season was consistency. Now, Arsenal had been consistently bad, in fairness. But I said, this Chelsea team, wonderful team, great to watch, really enjoy them. Uh, but it's like watching, uh, you know, uh, uh, it's like watching a kid sometimes. They're just so inconsistent, and you just don't know it, whether it's going to be, um, uh, they're going to win or lose, play beautifully, play horribly. They'll always play. But they, you just don't know. So Chelsea's inconsistency is really what had me worried. Plus, I felt that Arsenal were like a pressure cooker. You know, I know a lot's been said about the players and their lack of gumption and their lack of quality, although they do have some quality players on Arsenal. Don't discount this. But I think most people have said, you know, they, they, they're mercenaries, they're not playing for the badge, they're playing for themselves, and, and they don't care, and they're just cashing a play paycheck. And all the things that, that fans and pundits and everybody else likes to say to explain away a team's appalling performance. Uh, and I will explain Arsenal's appalling performance by the fact that they have not kept up with the Joneses. And in this case, there are a lot more Joneses to keep up with, number one. Number two is I think they've had a culmination of events at Arsenal Football Club that has resulted in, particularly with this COVID uh, situation, where they've had uh, a, a bad confluence of luck. And I think their players have not played well. There's no doubt about that. And they don't have good enough players. There's no doubt about that. But are you telling me that you think if you look at the table right now, for example, that uh, Southampton have a better squad than Arsenal? I'm not sure about that. How about Leeds United? I'm not sure about that. How about Newcastle? I don't think they have a better squad than Arsenal. So a lot of what's happening at Arsenal really um, is sort of cyclical and everything else. But either way, I felt they were a pressure cooker that they were ready to explode, and that the players, the good players that they had, were absolutely sick and tired of it, and at some point 
we're going to rally around the flag. And you know what? That is exactly what happened. Uh, Chelsea came to see him, and they got their little Chelsea bottoms spanked. Three goals to one, a big victory for Arsenal. And if you took my advice and put money on Arsenal at plus 290, it would have been a very nice payday for you as well. I'll take a little ship, a little sh- a sh- a sip of my mimosa in celebration. All right, next match: Manchester City, Newcastle United. Uh, this one really didn't require any, didn't require an enormous amount of imagination. The question really became: Were Manchester? The question for me really wasn't: Were Man City going to win? Uh, and by the way, we shouldn't make assumptions that Man City are going to win every game anymore like we used to. Although, although it should be noted, the last game they actually lost was the 21st of November. And you have to go back to the second game of the season to find the other match they lost. I think the problems with Man City are the number of draws they've had and the lack of goals they've been scoring. That really is the issue with Man City more than anything else. They've only scored 12 goals on the season. Pardon me, 21 goals on the season, excuse me. So um, this was just a question of what's the scoreline going to be rather than if they're going to win. Now, Newcastle, on the other on the other hand, uh, can be very thankful that they had a decent early run of games. They can be very thankful for teams like Crystal Palace and West Bromwich Albion and uh, Burnley and uh, West Ham, where they managed to eke out some results because... They have also been really, really, really inconsistent and not very good, to be fair. But they can thank the fact that you've got teams like Fulham, West Brom, Sheffield, Burnley and Brighton that they are steering clear of the drop zone and 18 points. There's seven points clear of Fulham. So, uh, you know, Newcastle will put some results together. They have an awful match up next, awful match uh, at home against Liverpool on Wednesday, which is not going to bode well for them at all but teams like Fulham face Tottenham West Brom face Leeds and Sheffield United face Burnley so Sheffield might hope to get some points uh, on to, that's actually tomorrow that match we'll get to that in the next segment let me make sure I'm not running over time here uh, no we still got a bit of time so anyway uh, the question was how many goals well it was two I said Man City would win they did indeed win uh, however, at minus 840, probably not a reasonable bet to make under any circumstances, especially given the fact that uh, Man City have, in fact, uh, dropped points. Uh, the next match was Sheffield United against Everton at Bramall Lane. I picked Everton to win. They were minus 116. Uh, Sheffield, uh, it's sad. I uh, like Sheffield United. I loved what they did last season. They were an inspiration last season. But, you know, this season, uh, they have lost every match but two, and those were draws. This team is just absolutely appalling. And the problem that they have is in 15 games, they've scored eight goals. Defensively, they're not great, but they're not the worst. West Brom are worse defensively. Crystal Palace are worse defensively. Leeds United are worse defensively. but they're just not scoring any goals. That's almost half... It, it, it's a shade better than half a goal a game they're scoring. 
And you can't survive in the Premier League like that. And they certainly weren't going to survive against Everton. All right, when we come back after break, we'll pick up on the Sunday matches, the Monday matches, and I'll give you my preview for Tuesday matches here on World Soccer Radio. I'm your host, Nick Eber. Find me on Twitter at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R, Facebook, facebook.com forward slash World Soccer Radio. I will be right back after these messages. Radio. Before we uh, recap my picks for tomorrow, I did want to ask the question because I mentioned this in the last break. If you could go to Vegas and play some blackjack and craps with any Premier League manager, which one would it be? I'm fascinated to know. Let me know via Twitter at Nick Eber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R or Facebook, facebook.com forward slash world soccer radio i'll put the question out on twitter i'll ask you love to hear back from you that's <laughs> a fun it's a fun question uh i definitely think uh brendan rogers is the guy i would like to throw the dice with okay a recap of tomorrow's matches at the amex arsenal visiting brighton i'm saying the gunners will continue their mini streak of one game <laughs> one game win uh burnley sheffield united I'm liking Burnley, a turf more Sheffield, just awful. Southampton, West Ham, I'm going to take a draw at St. Mary's on that one. West Bromwich Albion, Leeds, I'm saying Big Sam will stop that vaunted Leeds attack. Leeds, pretty porous in the back. They're going to hit them for a, a goal on the counter. That's my prediction for that match. I'm going to go with Leeds United for that, uh, pardon me, with uh, West Bromwich Albion for that one. And finally, at Old Trafford, Manchester United hosting Wolverhampton Wanderers. Have to go with United. They've really been on, in such fine form of late. All right, we are and have been brought to you by betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. If you'd like to go place a little wager, please head over to betonline.ag. But remember, let's have a little fun with it. Make it your entertainment and not your lifestyle. I will be back with you tomorrow, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, then again midnight, 3 a.m. on the East Coast on Sports Overnight America. You can catch us on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and Sirius XM. Podcast available for you at the Podcast Network, B-L-E-A-V, at the Believe Podcast Network, or Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. Wherever you get your podcasts, you'll be able to get this show. Enjoy the matches tomorrow. Stay safe. I'll talk to you tomorrow, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 Eastern, then midnight, 3 a.m. for your early birds. Enjoy the football. Speak to you then. Cheers. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.